Welcome back to the Play On Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Stavros. Today we sit down with actor Chris Mixon. Chris plays Renfield in Dracula and Launce in The Two Gentlemen of Verona this season. This is Chris's fifth year at the festival, and you might remember him as Charlie Brown in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, or in Twelfth Night in 2002. He was in The Foreigner and All's Well That Ends Well in 2005, Peg of My Heart and The Merchant of Venice in 2006, and The Tempest and Art in 2007. He's also performed in the Broadway tour of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying with Ralph Macchio. He's performed off-Broadway at the Pearl Theater uh, as a resident company member in The Rivals, Figaro, Uncle Vanya, Don Juan, Henry IV Part One, Richard II, The Sneeze, and Wittenberg. He's performed at the Manhattan Theater Club, Denver Center Theater Company, Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park, Repertory Theater of St. Louis, Philadelphia Theater Company, among others, and on television, you can see him on The Rosa Parks Story, All My Children, One Life to Live, and Law and Order. Awesome. Well, we're here this morning. Welcome to the Play On Podcast, and we're here this morning with Chris Mixon, one of the actors from our uh, festival company, talking about clowns and fools this morning, uh, which Chris has <laughs> some experience perhaps in. A little bit. On the stage, maybe <laughs> off. We'll see. Thanks for being with us, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, as we get started, talk to us a little bit about when we love to hear our, uh, for our audiences a little bit of your journey to the Utah Shakespeare Festival, uh, what got you into the theater, into the arts overall generally, and... What brought you here this year? Wow, that's, a, that's starting <laughs> off big. Um, um, I started off actually. I was telling the story at a talk back the other day. I I, I remembered my first theater performance being with uh, in the second grade with a stuffed dog on the stage. It's kind of a long story, but uh, I was at a new school that we had just moved back to Atlanta, and uh, I was working uh, or I had just been in school for a couple of weeks, and they had the talent show for some reason, and uh, I ended up getting signed up for the talent show. My sister taught me a little soft shoe with a stuffed dog, and um, and the dog kept falling over during the performance. And uh, I would pick the, I would stop the performance and pick the dog up, and and then start again. And the dog would just sort of slowly fall <laughs> over, which it happened to me last night with uh, with Jake, the dog that I'm working with. He has gotten to where he, he he will flop down occasionally when his legs get tired, and I'll pick him up and. He just started flopping down again, <laughs> and the audience loved it. Well, I had that same experience in the second grade. With, and, a, uh, with a stuffed dog. With a stuffed the Shades dog. of the future. Yep. And, uh, and so I've, I've been having a lot of flashbacks to that. <laughs> but, um, but so I kind of started in elementary school when, when they would occasionally put on a play. And then, and then, um, and then in high school, uh, through a couple of humanities classes. And um, just they were just sort of, you know, you do them in the, the student cafeteria, you uh-huh. know, and, um, usually during lunch, so nobody heard the play. You know, it was pretty. It was pretty um, casual. And then when I went so to it sounds really Shakespearean, actually. Yes, got actually, a crowd <laughs> for all ground. Yes, for all know, ground. Yeah. Um, and then uh, went to college and saw a production of Our Town and uh, learned more that you could actually be an actor outside of Hollywood. You know, I grew up in Georgia, so and uh, and the Southern states. My father traveled uh, as a salesman. And so it was, you know, that was enlightening to find out that I could actually study it, you know, and uh, and did that in undergraduate school, um, and it didn't have a, really have a theater program. It was a very small college in North Carolina, and um, and then went to SETCs and uh, and got into a graduate school at Rutgers. Um, I did an internship between there at the Cincinnati Playhouse and sort of journeyed that way to New York. Um, and that was sort of how I got into the business. 
Uh, I was in New York for about 10 years and, uh, and then um, was hired to go to the Alabama Shakespeare Festival for six or seven seasons. And I had auditioned for Utah Shakes before that and met Kathleen Conlon um, and then got a call one, time, one summer uh, down in Alabama and uh, they, had, uh, uh, they needed a Charlie and Charlie Brown because someone that they had cast, a good buddy of mine, I think, uh, Michael Fitzpatrick, I think was, was hired but got a tour. And so Kathleen called me and asked me if I was available, and that was 2002, and that's when I, uh, I came and did Charlie Brown, uh, and that was my first experience. And then I was here in 05, and 06, and 07, uh-huh. uh, playing a few clowns, and, uh, <laughs> and I hadn't been back since just because uh, the scheduling hadn't worked out, but I'm just thrilled to be back. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, that's interesting. 2002 was my first season of the Shakespeare Festival, too. That's yeah. That's awesome. It was a great year. Yeah. Yay. Boom. <laughs> uh, well, and you played, so you played Charlie Brown that year, and you also played uh, Festy in Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. Twelfth Night. Yeah. Which leads us into the sort of the, the, at least the Shakespeare Festival, the part, a good part of this conversation is this whole idea of so many Shakespeare plays have these sort of clownish buffoon characters leading... In, on the one half of the scale, leading all the way up to sort of the high comedy fools mm-hmm. and other sort of uh, jester type characters, uh, what? And you've played several of them. This not not just here, but other places. Right, um, right. What role do these kinds of characters play dramatically for you? I mean, what's the sort of what? Why? What is the purpose in a play about? Like for like King Lear or in a play like Twelfth Night where you have so many things going on, why do you need these kinds of characters? That's a, a really good question. It's been a, a great exploration, you know, through my career of playing Dromeo and Autolycus and uh, Feste and and um, all these different comic characters, uh, Launce and uh-huh. Speed, and they're all very different and. Uh, Part of Shakespeare's tradition was that in his company he had somebody who did speed and Romeo and who was a very fast comedian. And he had, you know, very easygoing comics like Lawrence and um, uh, very witty guys. And uh, and so I think he wrote for them in part. So I think in, in to that degree, when you when you play Ague Cheek, you realize that 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 same actor probably played you know, uh, this other fool, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he made really good use of the comedians that he had. But I think also, even in, in that area where you've got Speed and Romeo of Syracuse, who are both very fast mm-hmm. sort of comedians to me, um, they still serve a different purpose in each play. So that's, that's really cool, that even though you're playing a fool in one play, you can't really just bring that to the next play because it's a completely different person. Um, and a different kind of uh, uh, comedic use because usually they are really involved with the plot, whether they're sort of uh, popping the bubble, bursting the bubble of the tension that's mm-hmm. in the room, mm-hmm. or creating tension uh, by by you know um, uh, building up um, momentum in the in the plot line. So it's really it's kind of really um, a great example of Shakespeare's diversity. Uh, an understanding of the realm of comedy by putting all these different personalities on the stage, even though the same actor may have played the same kind still of Still different role, characters. Still different different people. Well, let's talk about Speed and Lance. You said you, uh, you mentioned that you played Speed uh, at another theater, and you're playing Lance here this year, yeah. two, uh, two clownish servant characters in the same play. What's 
talk about the difference between the two of them as characters. Um, I think that's a it's a it's a terrific dynamic where you've got one character who is very high energy, um, really uh, uh, quick witted, uh, and then one character who's really easygoing, really pragmatic, um, very matter of fact, almost so matter of fact that sometimes you don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, and and so I think and then he puts them together like this like this. Uh, uh, Bing Crosby uh, 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 team, you uh-huh. know, uh, Hope Crosby kind of yeah, situation yeah. where you put the two of them on stage together. And they're just very different energy levels, and they completely frustrate each other <laughs> when they're <laughs> trying to get a conversation going. Um, and so it's, it's really cool to, playing, uh, to, to have played speed before and knowing that he really keeps this momentum going. Um, he's much, he, he really dances circles around his master. And... Lawrence is more of a speed bump <laughs> to his, his master's achieving his goals. Uh, he, uh, so it's a different, a different dynamic. And yet each kind of functions in this great way. Speed helps uh, Valentine to understand that, you know, he's being loved and he is actually in love. And Lawrence and his dog uh, become this stumbling block to Proteus um, achieving what his goal is, which is not so... Uh, um, um, which perhaps heroic. shouldn't necessarily be shouldn't, achieved. Shouldn't yeah, really happen. Yeah. So, you know, you've got this great monologue where Lawrence is really frustrated because his dog just continued to embarrass him in Mr. Sylvia's household when the dog is doing everything he can to undercut, <laughs> you know, what Proteus is trying to do. You know, he, uh, he creates a mess, he steals food, he does everything to keep Sylvia, uh, you know, rejecting him in this, you know, very clever way. So Shakespeare has infused that in to keep reminding the audience, I think anyway, that you know what Proteus is doing is really not good. Yeah, and that the dog is the one even, that knows. Even the dog <laughs> knows. The best. Even the dog knows. So I think in in those two ways, you know, they are very inter- integral to the to the you know the plot. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, there's a lot of sort of. Tra- Theatrical tradition, traditions that feed into many of Shakespeare's characters, and I think, I, I think that a lot of these uh, sort of clowny characters have their roots in commedia, and the sort of physical physical style of acting. When you're looking at a piece, of, when you're looking at the text in Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and knowing that in your head that there is a physical component indicated or perhaps not indicated in the text, how what's your approach? Whether you're approaching a Lance or a Lancelot Gabo or uh, a Trinculo, what's sort of your approach in terms of the texts? with these kind of characters to try to find that physicalization or is that something that you discover more in the rehearsal process? I think it's a little of both. I think, um, you know, when I, if I haven't done a play before and I know he's a comic character um, and I haven't seen it before, like with Autolycus, I hadn't seen Winter's Tale when I was hired to do, to play Autolycus, <clears throat> then it's part, of, part in the text. You know, he sings songs. He, he sort of scams people when he comes in and he's selling goods, you know, at the, at the sheep uh, shearing festival. Mm-hmm. Um, he robs somebody on the road. You you just sort of take the circumstances and realize, okay, here's somebody who's got, you know, he, he tries to befriend the audience with his monologues, but then tries to take, and is very honest about the fact that he's, you know, there's a lot of purses to be, mm-hmm. you know, cut in this. So you find out what kind of person he is, and he's a bit of a, you know, um, a scam artist. 
And so a lot of his cleverness comes from the fact that he can really manipulate people and, uh, and get things from them. Whereas Festy uh, tends to try to inform through song 